Alexander Berkman's ABC of Anarchism, Chapter 6, Non-Communist Anarchists. Before we proceed, let me make a short explanation. I owe it to those anarchists who are not communists. Because you should know that not all anarchists are communists. Not all of them believe that communism, social ownership, and sharing according to need would be the best and justest economic arrangement. I had first explained to you communist anarchism because it is, in my estimation, the most desirable and practical form of society. The communist anarchists hold that only under communist conditions could anarchy prosper and equal liberty, justice, and well-being be assured to everyone without discrimination. But there are anarchists who do not believe in communism. They can be generally classed as individualists and mutualists. The mutualists, though not calling themselves anarchists, probably because the name is so misunderstood, are nevertheless thoroughgoing anarchists since they disbelieve in government and political authority of any kind. All anarchists agree on this fundamental position, that government means injustice and oppression, that it is invasive, enslaving, and the greatest hindrance to man's development and growth. They all believe that freedom can exist only in a society where there is no compulsion of any kind. All anarchists are therefore at one on the basic principle of abolishing government. They disagree mostly on the following points. First, the manner in which anarchy will come about. The communist anarchists say that only a social revolution can abolish government and establish anarchy, while individualist anarchists and mutualists do not believe in revolution. They think that present society will gradually develop out of government into a non-governmental condition. Second, individualist anarchists and mutualists believe in individual ownership, as against the communist anarchists who see in the institution of private property one of the main sources of injustice and inequality of poverty and misery. The individualists and mutualists maintain that liberty means the right of every one to the product of his toil, which is true, of course, liberty does mean that. But the question is not whether one has a right to his product, but whether there is such a thing as an individual product. I have pointed out in preceding chapters that there is no such thing in modern history. All labor and the products of labor are social. Their argument, therefore, about the right of the individual to his product has no practical merit. I have also shown that exchange of products or commodities cannot be individual or private unless the profit system is employed. Since the value of a commodity cannot be adequately determined, no barter is equitable. This fact leads, in my opinion, to social ownership and use, that is, to communism as the most practical and just economic system. But, as stated, individualist anarchists and mutualists disagree with the communist anarchists on this point. They assert that the source of economic equality is monopoly, and they argue that monopoly will disappear with the abolition of government because it is special privilege given and protected by government, which makes monopoly possible. Free competition, they claim, would do away with monopoly and its evils. Individualist anarchists, followers of Stirner and Tucker, as well as Tolstoy and anarchists who believe in non-resistance, have no very clear plan of economic life under anarchy. Mutualists, on the other hand, propose a definite new economic system. They believe, with their teacher, the French philosopher Proudhon, that mutual banking and credit without interest would be the best economic form of non-government society. According to their theory, free credit, affording everyone opportunity to borrow money without interest, would tend to equalize incomes and reduce profits to a minimum, and would thus eliminate riches as well as poverty. 
free credit and competition in the open market, they say, would result in economic equality while the abolition of government would secure equal freedom. The social life of the mutualist community as well as the living individual society would be based on the sanctity of voluntary agreement of free contract. I have given here but the briefest outline of the attitude of the individual anarchists and mutualists. It is not the purpose of this work to treat in detail those anarchist ideas which the author thinks erroneous and impracticable. <laughs> Being a communist anarchist, I am interested in submitting to the reader the views that I consider best and soundest. I thought it fair, however, not to leave you in ignorance about the existence of other non-communist anarchist theories. <laughs>